Do you miss me yet? He's back. (laughs) The Donald. He's back. He's on the stage. He's speaking. He's commanding. That's right. The Donald at CPAC. Maybe you saw it yesterday. That's right. But if you missed it, not to worry. I have the condensed version for you in just, that's right, in about two minutes, (laughs) about a two-minute version of his over-hour-long speech. It's coming to you in just a few moments. And later, the godless Equality Act. It's all today on VU 81. That's right, the voice of one, episode 81 for Monday, March 1. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? It's March already, March 1, year of our Lord 2021. Remember last March? Felt like it lasted a year. And now, uh, coronavirus on the wane. It's on its way out. And the calendar. It just seems to be picking up speed. And here we are. It's March 1, year of our Lord 2021. Woody, come be your host here, bringing you the He's Back blend of Coffee, Current Events, Faith, and FSU Sports, not to mention FSU Sports today. All right. So, folks, uh, the Trump, the Donald, the president, he was at CPAC uh, yesterday afternoon and had a rousing reception uh, there, and he looked rested and tanned. I mean, one of my main uh, impressions of the entire thing was how he looked rested, he looked tanned. Uh, I guess a few rounds of golf, some Florida sunshine has done him well. Uh, 74 years old, 74 years old, but the Donald, he looked good. He looked good uh, and rested. So, uh, so much of a contrast, in my opinion, from a few weeks ago, right toward the end of, uh, of the year and toward, uh, and in January, just really look weathered, uh, at that point for good reason. And so now, uh, he looks rested, he looks animated and, uh, it was, it was the, <laughs> it was, it was classic Donald Trump, classic Donald Trump. So he delivered a speech. It was uh, it was uh, in the mold because it was uh, over an hour, over an hour. And uh, but thanks to our our friends at Politico.com, Politico.com, check it out. Uh, they have distilled, they have abridged <laughs> the Trump speech to 180 seconds. All right. So here is the 180 second distillation of Donald Trump's speech yesterday at CPAC. Please welcome the 45th President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Do you miss me yet? Do you miss me yet? I'm going to continue to fight right by your side. We will do what we've done right from the beginning, which is to win. We're not starting new parties. You know, they kept saying, he's going to start a brand new party. We have the Republican Party. 
It's going to unite and be stronger than ever before. I am not starting a new party. Many people have asked, what is Trumpism? A new term being used more and more. I'm hearing that term more and more. I didn't come up with it. It means low taxes and eliminating job-killing regulations, Trumpism. It means strong borders. It means no riots in the streets. It means law enforcement. It means very strong protection for the Second Amendment and the right to keep and bear arms. It means support for the forgotten men and women who have been taken advantage of for so many years, and they were doing great. And it means a strong military. And of course, we respect our great American flag. <laughs> You know, when you think about, we love you, you're saying that about, I hate to say it, am I a politician? I don't know, maybe I'm a politician. I hate to, I hate to admit it, but that's really, it's an honor that you would say it. We believe in patriotic education and strongly oppose the radical indoctrination of America's youth. It's horrible. We embrace free thought, we stand up to political correctness, and we reject left-wing lunacy, and in particular, we reject cancel culture. This election was rigged, and the Supreme Court and other courts didn't want to do anything about it. We need election integrity and election reform immediately. Republicans should be the party of honest elections that can give everyone confidence in the future of our country. Without honest elections, who has confidence? Who has confidence? With your help, we will take back the House. We will win the Senate. And then a Republican president will make a triumphant return to the White House. And I wonder who that will be. I wonder who that will be. All right, President Donald J. Trump, while he looked good, his presence was strong, his uh, delivery was strong as usual, and what a contrast to what we have today, today. Well, President Trump is uh, clearly emerging as the GOP leader, the party leader, and uh, people can stomp their feet up there, the establishment Republicans, they can do what they want uh, to try to say they need to turn the page, they need to move on, all that, uh, and the talking head class and the inside the, the loop class, yeah, they, they can talk all they want, but the fact is that Donald J. Trump is the leader of the Republican Party, and uh, he clearly showed it. He was, uh, he was the party leader in the speech that he gave, because what he did was, he, as you heard, even in the, in the compilation, of, uh, that Politico provided for us, he outlined what the party stands for. And then he gave specific action steps. You didn't hear that in the distillation, but he gave specific action steps as to uh, addressing the election reforms uh, that are needed, and, uh, and then also uh, specific initiatives uh, toward supporting GOP congressional candidates uh, in the 2022 cycle. So he, he outlined what the party believes and then 
gave specifics as to what they needed to be doing next and how he would be supporting it all along the way. And he put to rest this whole idea of some third party starting uh, behind uh, the initiative of Donald J. Trump. That's not going to happen. Uh, they are going to uh, basically uh, take over <laughs> uh, the Republican Party. The uh, Romney, Ryan, McConnell uh, party is, uh, is over. That's the page that's being turned. And the MAGA movement is uh, emerging. It's, uh, and he said it in a speech that, that there's actually there's more strength and more enthusiasm right this minute than there was even before the election. And it's true that we've been marginalized and beat down and labeled and, and deplatformed and all those things. But the fact of the matter is that uh, to, to have a gathering like that and uh, be able to, to bring folks together again and say, look, and, and then the video, they had this most amazing video of how CPAC isn't just something that's done here in the United States, this conservative political action uh, committee uh, uh, or conference. This, this doesn't just happen in the United States. They've exported it all around the world. Uh, so uh, it, and, and they showed clips from all around the world where they have had these conferences and just amazing. There is a there is a populist um, movement. There is a MAGA type movement all around the world that's happening right now. An amazing thing, amazing thing. So uh, Donald J. Trump, he emerges. He emerges. He's seen, and he is clearly the party leader. It'll be interesting to see then how he exerts himself co going forward because. If he is going to support these candidates that are running, uh, that he endorses, that are running for the 2022 election uh, for Congress, what that means is he could conceivably hold rallies all over the United States in support of, quote unquote, this person who is running for Congress in a particular state or area. So it would allow him to be out there in the venue that he enjoys most and that is that that uh, that I think he actually enjoyed outdoors uh, more than he enjoyed the indoor arena. I think once once the shift was made to the outdoor, I think he really loved that arena uh, or that context. And so anyway, the bottom line is, I think you could see him out there on the campaign trail a lot. And what that does is it keeps his base, of course, engaged and keeps his options open moving forward. Okay, folks, uh, I'll be right back uh, after a quick break. <laughs> He's a lunatic. He's a loser. That's what they said about him. A lunatic, a loser. That's what they called Randy Bachman when he left the band The Guess Who. But turns out that Bachman-Turner Overdrive, yeah, it was a winner, a winner, not a loser. You ain't seen nothing yet. Rocketed to number one on the Billboard Hot 100, November 1974. Yep, they released it as a single back in the day of the vinyl, the vinyl. Remember, there was the, the album, right, played at 33, and then there was the singles called 45s, 45s, that smaller vinyl. You had the little... Uh, adapter that you put on your turntable that 
allowed the 45 <laughs> single to sit on the turn uh, turntable correctly. And some of you remember those days. And you ain't seen nothing yet was on what they called the A side. The A side. That was the side was the big hit. And there was always something on the, obviously, on the other side. They weren't going to just waste the other side of the vinyl. So here's a project for your Monday. For your Monday. What was on the B side? What was on the B side of the single release of You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet? Randy Bachman. The Bachman Turner Overdrive. All right, folks. Um... Let's talk Equality Act, Equality Act, as painful as it is to do so. Well, folks, your radical left uh, Democrats in the House have once again, I say once again because they passed a version of it uh, some time ago, uh, maybe last year, the year before, and it got blocked in the Senate, of course, that was Republican at the time, uh, but... Anyway, they've now come back with uh, an even juiced-up version of the Equality Act, which they have passed uh, mainly along party lines, although three Republicans uh, voted in favor of it, amazingly. I think two from New York, one from Pennsylvania. And uh, this is just an absolute—this is as as egregious and crazy and, uh, well, as— as Donald Trump said in his speech, it's, it's left-wing lunacy. That's a good way to phrase it, is what's in this thing called the Equality Act. Now, I know you've read a lot about it, seen a lot about it already, maybe, but, uh, but just in case, I want, I want to give you a little recap of, of what this is about. And to do so, I want you to hear the voice of, of Roman Balmakov. And Roman Balmakov is this little guy you've seen him, I know, He's like the he's like the, the the guy over at Epoch Times. Epoch Times, all right. So uh, he has uh, he has a little podcast. I'll tell you more about it in a moment, uh, where you can find it a video podcast. And so I'm going to take the uh, some audio from uh, his podcast, and it's a couple minutes long. But he is uh, describing what exactly uh, the impact of this uh, Equality Act would be. And he has a copy, as he's reading this, he has a copy of the actual act itself, and he refers to it and those kind of things. So I want you to just listen to this to get the, the gist of what this is about, uh, and to, just to bring you up to speed, and then and I'll, I'll share some, some thoughts. This is Roman Mal, uh, Balmakov of Epoch Times. So what would this act actually change in America? Well, as we mentioned earlier, it would rewrite the civil rights law to include sexual orientation and gender identity as being protected classes. And this bill would end the federal legal recognition of male and female sex in favor of something called gender identity. And in so saying, the bill would actually criminalize the denial of access to shared facilities based on gender identity. Now, what does that actually mean? Well, here's how the bill says it. An individual shall not be denied access to a shared facility, including a restroom, a locker room, and a dressing room that is in accordance with the individual's gender identity. Now, the way that this law is written indicates that it would be possible, for instance, for boys who identify as girls to use the woman's bathroom and the woman's locker rooms in schools. And furthermore, likely the parents who object would be viewed as being discriminatory against children who identify as being another gender. 
Now, furthermore, this bill redefines public accommodation in the Civil Rights Act to include any establishment that provides a service, including churches, homeless shelters operated by religious groups, adoption agencies, and educational institutions associated with faith-based denominations and associations. And there's something I really want to highlight on this bill here. On my copy, it's on page six, and it says, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act shall not provide a claim concerning or a defense to a claim under a covered title or provide a basis for challenging the application or enforcement of a covered title. Now, even though it's written in legalese, this point here is very important and we should really highlight it. What it basically means here is that since the Equality Act exempts itself from the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, places like religious schools, religious hospitals, and faith-based adoption agencies could face federal sanctions for upholding their religious teachings with regards to life, sexuality, and marriage. In fact, Congressman Jim Jordan pointed out that this provision explicitly cast aside a provision which protects the right of religious groups to conduct their activities and manage their affairs according to their beliefs. In fact, prior to the House debate on this bill, we here at the Epic Times, we actually interviewed religious freedom advocates who told us that this bill, if it becomes law, will put religious institutions at a serious disadvantage in both federal as well as state courts when facing discrimination allegations. In fact, here is what the General Counsel for the First Liberty Institute told us. The Equality Act would eviscerate the protection offered by federal law for those Americans who seek to live out their faith in their schools, businesses, and communities, relegating people of faith to lower class status. All right, good stuff from Roman Balmakov of the Epic Times. So you can hear more of his and see more of his video podcast. You can find it on YouTube. It's called Facts Matter with Roman Balmakov. Check it out, Facts Matter. Look it up on YouTube. Now, before the vote, I had written to my senators and congresswoman. So uh, I have not heard from Congresswoman Victoria Sparts. Maybe I've overlooked her response. Maybe it went to spam. But I have not seen a response from my Congresswoman Victoria Sparts. But I know that she voted no on this legislation. Uh, I received a, just a quick one-liner back from the office of Senator Todd Young. He said he had received my letter and would get back with me. In the meantime, look to his website for news. <laughs> and uh, I don't think, it's been several days now, and I don't think uh, he's gotten back with me, but again, it may have gone to spam. Now, what didn't go to spam was the response from Senator Mike Braun of Indiana. And he sent a long response back. He pointed out uh, many of the problems that you just heard and went on to say that he could not uh, support this legislation, quote, in its current form, end quote. So uh, there's always a little wiggle room in there uh, with a politician, but essentially he is signaling that he, uh, when you take the bulk of the letter, uh, clearly he was signaling his, uh, his problems with it. So... Um, as I think about this, I, I, I just wonder, I'm just thinking from a church perspective, uh, is it going to become illegal to preach from Genesis chapter 1 about male and female, he created them? Uh, or can you not say that? I mean, that's what they're actually doing on the floor of the Senate, uh, I mean, excuse me, the House of Representative Nancy Pelosi has outlawed, right, husband, wife, grandmother, grandfather, all those things, right? Well, we went through that once before. Are they literally going to come to a point where someone objects uh, to a church using Genesis chapter 1 about male and female? 
and uh, so uh, and and every other passage that has to do with male and female, husband and wife, anything like that in the in the text of scripture. So uh, now, I also wonder, <laughs> um, and and I've, I've thought for some time that we are moving closer to not being able to preach from Romans chapter 1 as it relates to homosexuality. But now, if this goes through, uh, we'll also have to add Genesis chapter 1, male and female. Uh, I also wonder uh, when mainline commercial bookstores are going to remove Bibles. Uh, Seriously, I'm wondering, when are are they going to remove? Somebody's going to raise an objection about this uh, discriminatory language in the Bible and how this book uh, promotes uh, religious stereotypes, you know, some kind of uh, discriminatory stereotypes and this and that, and it's a hate. And I wonder which commercial bookstore will be the first to virtue signal that they're not having the Bible on their shelves. Now, this is the number one selling book in the world, right? But I wonder who is going to be the first to say they're not going to have it on their shelves. Now, maybe it's available online, right? Uh, I, 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 highly, I highly doubt that they will not make it available at all. But uh, at least initially, uh, will they remove it from their store shelves? Just, not, just so, so somebody's not offended, just in case they open a Genesis 1. Now, uh, folks, I, I have said for some time in my church that uh, ultimately... It's the church, it's the Bible-believing community that's the target of Marxist and left-wing extremists. We're the ones who are in their way. We're the ones who think this legislation is outrageous. We're the ones who would speak up against it. We're the ones who would uh, take action, call our senators, call our right, do the things right to try to, to, to not have this happen. So we're, we're the bigoted ones. We're, we're, the, we're the ones who are in their way. Uh, according to their view. So uh, they, uh, you know, it's the church. Uh, they see us as the obstacle uh, to their godless social engineering agenda. So just count on every time one of these things gets put in place and affirmed, no doubt, by the Supreme Court, that, um, that, that it's used then in legal action against people of faith. Now, let's just be clear. The Equality Act is transparently anti-biblical. It is transparently an anti-biblical piece of legislation, and it once again attempts to nationalize a godless social engineering project. And it must be, and and it will be, by the way, it will be, opposed by every person of conscience and biblical faith. Now, let me just say that again, because I think the season that we're in right now is a season where everyone has to turn their cards over. We're we're done dealing. We're we're done passing and taking cards and passing and and anteing up, and, and, and I'll see you, but I'll raise you to. No, we're beyond all that. We're about to turn all the cards over. We're in that season, and it's a good season in that respect because we're seeing who's who. Ladies and gentlemen, people of conscience and biblical faith are going to vote against this. And if a person votes for it, they are not a person of conscience and biblical faith, period, period. 
It doesn't matter how many church services they attend. It doesn't matter what other things they say. It might, whatever it is, uh, if like Biden said the other day, if somebody one more person questions my faith, I'm going to stuff my rosary beads down their throat. That's what he said. Seems like a very Christian thing to do. So it doesn't matter how many. Look, if you, if you endorse this, then then you're just you're just going to be turning over the cards. All right. So for us, it's a time of prayer. It's a time of resolute of faith. Uh, but it's also a time of action. And so be sure to contact your senator. The bill is now on its way to the Senate. I'm not sure when they're going to take it up. But be sure you have been in touch with your senators, perhaps initially by an email. Uh, but then as the vote comes closer, pick up the phone. Pick up the phone and make sure that uh, they hear your voice uh, about this legislation. Uh, it is going to kill women's sports. It is it's just egregious on every level, on every level. So... Uh, I just I just encourage you to uh, not just pray. Don't just wring your hands and, and, you know, oh, it's terrible what's happening in America. No. Pray, have a, a resolute faith, and act. Take action. Be in touch with those folks that you've sent to Washington to represent you. They're there to represent you. And uh, let your viewpoint be known. All right, guys. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. And uh, we'll be back on, on Wednesday for uh, VU82. God bless you guys.